And suddenly it started paying me returns. They were saying that, okay, there are some problems, you know, as what happens that, of course, not the all business goes the same way in all the time. So they're saying, okay, please hold on for a while and we will go ahead and start giving you, start paying your returns. So I was like, okay, fine. Then a little while went ahead and what happened that all on a sudden, I got to understand that I was scammed. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. To join our community for free, go to myworstinvestmentever.com and receive the risk reduction checklist I've created from the lessons I've learned from all of my guests and get my weekly email to help you increase your investment return. Also, in the community, you can get a super special podcast listener discount on my six-week valuation masterclass bootcamp. In the bootcamp, you can learn how to value companies like a pro and advance your career in finance. Go to myworstinvestmentever.com to join our community for free. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guests, Muhammad Mdadu Islam. I'm going to ask you, are you ready to rock? Yes, absolutely, Andrew. Thank you very much for having me. Like, I'm really, very excited to be here today. Yeah. And um, I was talking with you before the show that sometimes, you know, I have a hard time with names and I'm trying to learn how to pronounce everybody's <laughs> names, but I'm going to call you Imdad. Yes, sure. Absolutely. This sounds perfect. It's my nickname, yeah. actually. Yeah, there you go. So Imdad is a nice name. And, uh, you know, in Thailand, names are so long that really? everybody has okay. a nick nickname. So okay. somebody, and, and, you know, a funny nickname that, that you hear sometimes is someone's called Uwen, Uwen, Uwen. Uwen. Uwen means fat, fatty. Fat. Hey, fatty. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> and then they have oh, other yeah. nicknames like, you know, bird, knock and other types of nicknames, they, but they have a lot of fun. And my best Thai friend and my business partner, he's such a master in Excel and he made his life out of Excel, basically his career. So when he had his son, he called him nickname Excel. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me introduce you to the audience. Imdad is a business strategist, a speaker and a collaborator. He collaborates with CEOs, CXOs, sales leaders, realtors, and financial advisors to help them grow via personal branding, social selling, and employee advocacy. Imdad, take a minute and fill in further tidbits about your life. Yeah, sure. First of all, thank you again, Andrew. So what is happening that as uh, I have actually studied finance in one of the best universities over here in Bangladesh. So when I was in, you know, the first year, I just wanted to be exactly the same guy like you, honestly speaking, since I was in finance. So what was happening that I started learning more about finance, more about CFAs, career in stock market and everything. So that's, you know, the fascinating stuff. But before, it, it was not before I got into third year. So what happened that my focus started shifting a little bit from the core finance to more into the business, more into a little bit of entrepreneurship. Down the line, I started working, I like got to know a lot of, you know, accounting professionals, finance professionals from different programs and from different events and some of the works I had the opportunity to work with them as well. So what happened there, down the line, I came up with a chartered accountant over here in Bangladesh. He was an ACCA professional. 
And I, and by the way, I was also deeply involved in corporate training as well at very early age because I had a little bit of fascination for the language English over here, you know, in Bangladesh, a lot of people suffer out of it since I had a little bit of advantage, although I'm say I, I'm so good at it, but a little bit. So I, I used to go ahead and do it. So yeah, down the line, I started going ahead and coming up with working with a lot of professionals. And I came up with one of my accounting firm as well. When I was in the third grade, partnering with a chartered accountant, it helped me actually to go ahead and work with a lot of entrepreneurs, learn from their problems, go ahead and how do they do things, what are the problems they face and everything. So that actually kind of, you know, a shift in my career. So from the core finance, I started thinking as an entrepreneur and working as an entrepreneur. So yeah, this is how like it went ahead. And later on, I started, you know, doing the, some of the stuff that I have already mentioned. So that's a little brief, you can say, I can give about yeah. how it turned out. Interesting. You know, I when I started to be an analyst in 1993, yes. Yes. Um, you know, I didn't know much about anything. So I was just okay. studying hard. I had my head down. I was reading everything I could. I was taking the CFA exam. I was doing all those things. And I was wondering, you know, why some people rise higher and faster and further than others. And as I studied it as an analyst, I'm analyzing yes. everything I see. You know, I started to see there was a couple of core things. The first thing, okay. the first thing I talked to you about before we turned on the recorder was authenticity. Whenever anybody talked to me, you know, I was just authentic. I wasn't trying to put on a show or anything like that. The second thing is I was willing to reveal personal situations that I faced. And when I did that about my own businesses I had in Thailand, while I was an analyst, I was investing in other businesses. Yeah. And I think the fund managers around the world really appreciated that I was authentic and that I would share some personal stories. And then the third thing that I learned was that if you're not a great presenter, it doesn't matter how great you know you think you are or your ideas are if you can't Absolutely. get them Absolutely. out. And so I decided to really become an expert in that area. And I think that you know when you talk about helping people with their branding and the yes. social media presence and all that, truthfully, it's not that complicated. You know, if yes. they follow someone like you and say, "Let's just set a path, get started." you know, and move in this direction, I think you can add a lot of value that I had to figure out on my own. And it took me years to get it, you know, but I suspect you can take someone there much faster. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like you see that I have seen, you know, what happens that we, as if I, since I had the opportunity to work with some accounting and finance professionals, what happens that we actually deny very harshly to go beyond the numbers initially, of course, like people in your level, you guys are boss, of course. Mm -hmm. But what happens that like, for if I talk about myself, when I was in the first year, I was thinking like, okay, fine, finance, accounting, all about crunching numbers. So I don't really need anything out of numbers. So all I need is just go ahead, crunch numbers and get the decision, analyze it. That's it. Boom. And truth be told, I, I hated literary marketing. I hate the, the, the core thing that I do because I was thinking like finance is the best subject over here. I am studying finance. I had this ego problem. But down the line, when I started my business, I learned that, oh, my God, marketing is like everything. I need to make sales. It doesn't matter how good my product or service is, or let's say how much good analysis I come out with. If I cannot go out and pitch to the investor, if I cannot make them believe in my ideas, I'm going to suck. Uh, nobody's going to buy. Yeah. Amen. That is <laughs> so true. <laughs> okay. So, and the same problem, that was my problem first. And I solved it for myself. I'm spending years and I still see there are a lot of SCCAs, CFAs, uh, 
accounting professionals, ACAs over here, they are very good at what they do. All yeah. they need is a little bit of ways to go ahead and you know leverage their idea to actually pitch before the investor, their community, or the guys they want to work into. And of course, there are better ways to go ahead and do it due to the blessing of social media. Yep. It's not about just going ahead and, you know, if I'm not wrong, I, I, I listened to one of your podcasts where you were mentioning a girl was coming to you and, you know, for advising you on investment and they actually offer investment advice to expats. So they were <laughs> coming to you. So, of course, you see that <laughs> it was a little bit funny, like, you know, like, how do you, how can't you get to know a guy like him? And at least before you go ahead and make a sales pitch, you definitely need to have a little bit of ideas, right, regarding yep. whom you're going to do it so yeah these are the some of the stuffs that i suffered a lot truth be told initially i i did the same mistake but down the line i worked out for myself and currently i'm helping others to go out and fantastic for themselves and let me just ask you before we get into the question if somebody likes what they hear likes what you do what's the best way for them to get to get in touch with you well, of course, it's LinkedIn. Yeah. Mohammed Imdal Islam. If you search on LinkedIn, you will see me. You'll get me. And yes, of course. Uh, and yep. there is my contact number is also given over there. How you can reach out to me, and you can also go out and get to know what I do. Just uh, you can see me on LinkedIn. So that perfect, will, uh, perfect. Speak so, uh, all of it. And I'll have a link in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. Click on the link and learn more. And I think, I think I want to talk to you more after the show about some ideas that I have for <laughs> things that we can do together. Anyway, yes, sure, sure. That's sure. exciting. It'll be an honor. You know, for, for all, all the listeners out there, you know, that's part of the, the benefit of doing a podcast is, of course, bringing great content to <laughs> you, to you, the listener. But it's also about the relationship that, that we get to develop as, Definitely. you know, as I bring people on the show. Well, Definitely. now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and tell us your story. Okay, now that's really a very tough question to answer. But yes, of course. So what is happening that since my childhood, if I can recall myself, I have been a little bit rough and tough, not so agreeing, like, uh, not of course in a, in a bad way, but I was very sporty. I used to, you know, play cricket very well. And at the same time, I used to go clubs, of course, not nightclubs, but pool club, billiard one. I used to be a very good billiard player. Okay, when I was in school, that's although a little early. And I did everything but study well. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's real true. And uh, I can still remember, I used to be the 62nd student of the 64 student when I was in the 10th grade. This is true. This is absolutely true. But what was happening that deep in my mind, I just knew one thing that, of course, I definitely want to get into business. That that was for sure. Like, I don't know why it felt me like that. Yeah, I I had special fascination for the business world. For uh, I don't, Back in that time, I didn't know much about the investment, but still, I was thinking, I had some idea that, yes, if I want to get into business world, if I want to make a lot of money, investment is a great tool. Because uh, how many, how much money can you really make just by working? Of course, investment is a great year. So that I, that started like you know hanging around in my mind that thought. So I used to go to meet a lot of people and talk to a lot of my seniors. For what they do, how do they go ahead and do it? And down the line, I found uh, a guy actually reached out to me. Okay, and he was uh, kind of very known to me. But what was happening that then he invited me to come up with, and he shared one of the investment you know 
investment opportunity at a company. So that company was uh, involved in some kind of online business. Okay. And I truth be told, I didn't really have much idea regarding what they do, but I believe that guy. So what happened that I was very much motivated what they actually shared with me and how I got to you know, how can I multiply my money and everything? So I was very much, you know, convinced with the idea. So I, I went ahead, I went to home, told my mom that mom, I need some money and I need some very good money, of course, not a, uh, not a small one, because the more money I can invest, the more return I can actually go out and generate for myself. Then actually what happened that I, since I was the eldest son and my mom loves me very much, still she loves me a lot. So she gave me, you know, a uh, true life stack over here in uh, Bangladesh tech. So that's a six figure amount. And back 10 years back, what I'm saying, and back in that time, I used to be in the 10th grade, by the way, I was very young. <laughs> <laughs> so what was happening that I invested that money. I took the money from my mom and she actually gave it to me. And once I asked her, I invested into the money. So the company went well for a couple of months. I got some return in the first month and the second month. And suddenly it started paying me return. They were saying that, okay, there are some problems, you know, as what happens that, of course, not the all business goes the same way in all the time. So they're saying, okay, please hold on for a while and we will go ahead and start giving you, start paying you returns. So I was like, okay, fine. Then a little while went ahead and what happened that all on a sudden, I got to understand that I was scammed. The company was shut down. I went to visit their office after a while and I saw that the office was locked down. Like, you know, it was locked. So yeah, like that's that's the thing. So you can say that this was one of the worst investment I can say I had. And it was just a scam. It was not even an investment. Yeah. Scam. And let me ask you, when you was it when sure. you went to their office that you realized it was a scam? Or did you already suspect that it was a scam? Or what where when did you really realize it was a scam? Okay. Well, I, after a while, when I went to their office, it was locked. So what happened that I tried to contact some of the people, okay? Mm. And they were not answering my phone. Some of, uh, some of the staff's phone were actually switched off. And gradually I contacted some of the people who invested like me. So yeah, they were also talking the same stuff. Okay, so like, yeah, they are not, they are out of control. So and after a while, we got some news in the newspaper as well. So they were like, you know, they scammed. So tell me, what did you learn from this experience? I got, you know, a very great lesson, undoubtedly, because first of all, it was not investment. So why it was not even investment? Because in order to come up with an investment, you definitely need to learn what you are investing in. That means the business. So I had literally no idea what they do in business, how they make money, and how my money is going to generate return for myself and for the company as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is what I have learned that yes, in order to make an investment, you definitely need to learn about the business. That's the one thing you gotta, you gotta analyze, you gotta learn or whatever you say, just learn the business. Mm. And that's a, a major lesson for all the listeners too. It's, it's kind of the number one mistake that people make is they fail to do their research. So yes. this is a great lesson. Maybe I'll share a couple of things that I wrote down while you were talking. Yes, uh, please. One of the things that I wrote down was the words, he reached out to me. And one of the things that I always tell people is never invest in something that somebody has contacted you about investing in. Okay. In other words, ideally, you want to originate your own ideas of what you're investing in. Yes. Now, people say, well, how, do, how, is that, how am I going to do that if I don't know that much? My point is, is that 
you know, I just want to raise a red flag to people that when people are calling you, they're calling you not, it's not, not talking about, you know, your best friend, but I'm talking about a stranger or someone you may know a little bit calling you, telling you to invest in this or that, or has an idea. Stop. Because that is usually the first way that it starts to happen. The second thing is that, you know, these people are experts at playing on your emotion and they know how to do it so well. And you were describing how you were so hungry as a young guy. Yeah. You saw the opportunity and you thought, I got to take it. You know, this is, this is the way we do business, you know? And that's where you have the reason why you often want to hang up as, you know, people call me and say, you know, I want to tell you about this investment opportunity. And I just say, all I say, I let them talk for a few minutes or a minute or whatever with their pitch. And I just say, I'm not interested. Please never call me again. And please remove me from your list. Okay. And I say that the exact same thing every time, not, not mean or anything. And then um, the third thing is that I wrote down is borrow money. When you borrow money, it's like the pain happens twice. First, True. the pain of losing. And then the pain of having to deal with the person that you borrowed the money from. It's true, true. And I can only imagine, you know, what it felt like to go back and tell your mom. Oh, you know, like it was really, really, very horrible. My mom was also very sad, but she was more sad for me because, you know, at this very early age, I had a setback. I lost some good money. But although my mom was like, yeah, truth be told, we were not that rich or that wealthy. That money really mattered a lot for us. But still, I lost it. So I was sad, but my mom was even more sad than me. So like Mm. describing words, how it feels. So, yeah. So that brings me to my last thing I wrote down, which is you said that there was a there was some return in the first and second month. And one of the things that, you know, for the listeners out there, the way some of these scams work is they do actually pay you they do show you that the stock price went up or something, yes. but basically that's all to just keep you hooked in and maybe get more money from you if they can. But yeah. that usually in a scam case, it's just, it makes, it confirms your decision was the right decision. Look, they're paying, but in the end, and maybe that from a defense perspective, they can say to somebody, if they get in trouble, well, we, we tried to pay, you know, but then it all went bad. So those are the things that I learned from this. Is there anything you would add? Yes, like for, I, I'll just say that, yeah, like before we come up with some investment, like we got to actually learn. And one thing I would love to definitely share that you actually just mentioned, please don't invest just by borrowing money because uh, that's not your money. And what if you actually lose the money? So, yeah. Mm, yep. So based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, I want you to think about the young men and women out there that are very hungry to try to you know, get ahead in life and there are all kinds of scams going on, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? It's all about actually learning about actually before, like knowing what you're actually going to do before you actually do it. Okay. Because uh, it's really very important because you see that most of the time we go out of our emotion that I actually mentioned that yes, out of emotional stuff. So maybe some of our friend or our colleague just said something, we have blind faith on them and we start going into, we start doing it, investing in it and everything. Okay. But I would just recommend that please have at least a basic idea before you do anything. It's not about just investment. It's about in everything in life. Mm. Great advice. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. And 
My number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you, my listener, reduce risk and increase return in your life. To achieve this, I've created our community, myworstinvestmentever.com. And when you join, you get that special discount on the Valuation Masterclass Bootcamp. Let me ask you one last question. Sure. What is your number one goal for the next 12 months? Well, as I have already mentioned that I'm currently working in personal branding, social selling, and employer advocacy stuff. So what you want to do is that in the next 12 months, I want to want to add value to more people in this regard to help them grow their personal brand. Of course, in the accounting, finance, and real estate industry, these are my core areas of these are my core industry to work in. And I'm trying to currently help the financial institutions over here in Bangladesh to leverage their employees for their branding and marketing stuff. So yeah, that's the real thing. So I'm currently focused more on doing it more in, in the next 12 months. Well, fantastic. And for the listeners out there, I'll have the link to his LinkedIn so that you can go and learn more about that. And, uh, you know, as I always say on this show, when, when people come on the show, there's many people that I invite on the show and they refuse. They don't want to talk about their worst investment. But I always say that when someone's willing to identify their worst investment, talk about what they learned from it, that's the type of person I want to do business with. Now, as we conclude, Imdad, I want to thank you again for coming on the show and on behalf it's an honor. Yeah, on behalf of Ace Dots Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for our audience? The last thing I want to say is that you are your best investment. Okay, the best investment you can ever make is in yourself. It can be in your health. It can be in your knowledge and whatever, but it's all about you. So please never feel, you know, never get yourself back to invest in yourself and the rest of the investment you can, of course, make very well. I love that. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.